0: You are listening to the Elseworld Citizen Podcast. Music provided by YouTube and its affiliates. The Elseworld Citizen Podcast is made possible thanks to listeners like you. If you'd like to continue to show support, follow us on instagram at Citizen and on twitter at elseworldciv if you are so kind you can even contribute to the show by following the link in the show notes or the support link on the anchor app the views expressed in the interviews and commentary of this podcast are solely those of the individuals providing them and do not reflect the opinions of any comic book publishers its parent affiliates or subsidiary companies we thank you again for your support and we hope you enjoy the show
1: Greetings and salutations, Elseworlds citizens. Welcome back to the Elseworlds Citizen podcast. I am your host, TJ Aquilina, and today on our show, we have Tales from the Dark Multiverse, Teen Titans, The Judas Contract, and Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns, The Golden Child Number One. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much uh, for all of your support over this year. It's incredible that The third season of the Elseworld Citizen podcast is quickly coming to a close, but that's okay because we're going to have another fourth season and probably a fifth season. And very soon, I'll be finally going live streaming with the Elseworld Citizen podcast. Uh, Plans are still in place, still working some kinks out, but I've got a lot of great stuff coming around the corner for 2020. It's going to be a great year. For movie fans, comic book fans, and of course, if you're listening to this podcast, it's a great year for you guys because I'm going to be bringing you guys even more content and finally in video form. So you can finally put a face to a name if you don't follow me on Instagram. Uh, So let's get right into it, though. Let's get started talking about these comics here. First up, we have Tales from the Dark Multiverse, The Teen Titans, The Judas Contract. And here's a little bit about the story first before I, uh, before I get into my thoughts. In this shocking tale, Tara's betrayal starts not with the Teen Titans, but with Deathstroke himself. Now free from her mentor's influence and supercharged by the same serum that turned Slade Wilson into the world's deadliest man, Tara Markov will forge a new destiny, written in Teen Titans' blood. This is... I would say the grimmest out of um, all of the tales from the dark multiverse. Um, While the other ones, there was still this kind of conversation of there might be hope down the line. There is, you know, people might be in the other stories, everyone seemed to be faced with a lot of tragedy, just constant tragedy. Um, But there was still that odd silver lining of hope in this one because it's, part of the concluding 2019 publications of Tales from the Dark Multiverse. I think they really wanted to hit it home. And they really knocked it out of the park because there's a lot of great themes in this comic as well. And one of the ones that I particularly like is um, the uh, the conversation about tragedy and how, how it pertains to our protagonists and and to terra and also to just just the DC comic book universe as a whole um, we see it in DC we see it in Marvel there's always these very these massive climactic events that surround our heroes and eventually these big comic book events reshape the stories we knew they launch new publications spin-offs that help fuel the business and help keep these amazing writers and artists in their jobs. At the same time, there's a unique message in all of that, and I think it really hits home with the Judas contract from the Dark Multiverse because I think the real message of this story is maybe not all tragedies end badly. Perhaps we eventually learn from our mistakes and improve ourselves and improve the world in doing so from learning from past mistakes. Um the real, the real trigger effect from the Judas Contract story is because Nightwing—well, Robin, soon to become Nightwing, Dick Grayson recognizes in Tara this sudden feeling of need to move on, need, needing to grow. And because he notices it in her, he approaches her about that and about her concerns about growing out of her mentor— and unfortunately it spurs on this very deadly path and this domino effect that just just obliterates the earth and just and quite honestly too shows how powerful terra is and how much potential that character has i know we're we're getting a lot of new dc characters and we have Uh, the new uh Green Lantern comic that just came out as well. That's a twelve issue that I really am looking forward to getting in a volume collection. It's it's so frustrating that I have to wait an entire year plus to get it. But you know what? It's worth it because five dollars for twelve issues. That's a lot of money. But I digress. The whole point is is that Terra as a character is from um who is part of the Teen Titans. In in if you don't know the original comic, Terra has these uh, kind of like magnetic. It's like Magneto powers, but more earth based. Think Earthbender, but with a lot more magnetic controls as well. Um, and she basically kind of gets mind wiped and shanghaied into working for Slade for, for Deathstroke, whose main goal is to use her as um as a spy within the Teen Titans and then eventually destroy them from the inside out. And it almost works. It and in the original story Terra take makes the ultimate sacrifice. She realizes that her her true alliance is with her friends with the Teen Titans and not with Slade and she makes a, a you know the sacrifice she by defeating Slade but it takes her own life too. So it's um <clears throat> excuse me. It's, you know, it's a tough tale. It's a tough pill to swallow. But when you read Tales from the Dark Multiverse, you realize maybe that sacrifice wasn't in vain. Maybe there was a reason for it, and it it helped push characters into a new story and into a new chapter of their lives that if it had, if if this, the Dark Multiverse version, if this were to have happened on uh, the the canonized Earth, the non-Dark Multiverse Earth, it would just obliterate it. It really would. Terra becomes hell on Earth, literally. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's an eye-opener for sure. Um, next we have The Golden Child. And The Golden Child is, uh, of course, The Dark Knight Returns, uh, The Golden Child, by Frank Miller. Frank Miller returns to this incredible story um, in the Dark Knight universe, so it's been three years since the event of Dark Knight th- 3, the Master Race. Laura has spent the time learning to be more human. Carrie Kelly has been growing into her new role as Batwoman. But a terrifying evil has returned to Gotham City, and Laura and Carrie must team up to stop this growing threat. And they have a secret weapon. Young Jonathan Kent, the golden child, has a power inside of him unlike anything the world has ever seen, and it is about to be unleashed. And I I just went ahead and I bought it um, this week because if you have been out of the loop on news, there is a piece of artwork that was designed for this comic, and it's been part of the social media campaign for about a month now. But there is one piece of artwork that caught a lot of uh, people off guard, particularly in China. Because of the Protests going on in in, um, Hong Kong. Uh, There was a piece of art that was released around the same, uh, you know, right before the publication, which showed Batwoman um, throwing, um, you know, a Molotov cocktail. And it had a red background. And of course, she's Batwoman, so she's dressed in black. And the Chinese government uh, got angry about the art, saying that it showed support for the protesters one because it was a it was a kind of like a a nudge at 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 china at the chinese government um and while i personally think that it's just absurd you know that someone takes offense to that to that like you take offense to to pooh bear now granted pooh bear is a (laughs) difference that that's a whole other rabbit hole we are not getting into on this podcast um but anyway the artwork i th- i find beautiful just as a batman piece of art and the great thing is is that dc comics even though they pulled the campaign piece the art can still be pur- purchased you can actually go to a comic book store right now and find the batwoman throwing the cocktail as the cover it's an uh, it's a variant cover that can be bought as dark knight returns the golden child number 1 Right now, in comic book stores and in Barnes and Nobles, I believe as well. So, if you haven't gotten a chance, I bought it because I think it's it's very profound, and I think it's going to be important as comic book fans that one when we are old enough and we have children or grandchildren, and people talk about these, you know, these moments in history, we have a piece of paper just like our parents had newspaper clippings of you know uh hi- historical moments in the past i think it's very profound that we are able to take this comic book out and show it to people and say this held weight once it stirred people and it even scared a government at one point you know like think about that think about how m- like how many books can we say Right now in modern time, in modern pop culture, how many books can we say had the same weight, the same reaction from a government the way like To Kill a Mockingbird did or The Color Purple or, you know, like even though it may not speak to all of those types of injustices the way the weight of those books did in the past, I think it still has some some legitimacy to it when it comes to us discussing freedom when it discussing democracy and discussing just discussing free will um so yeah and before i go on a full tangent let's talk a little bit about the story it's it really does touch on some of the darkest corners of our society and about the topic of how maybe these singular individuals that we see as blights upon our societies, our governments, our countries—perhaps um, they're not just a singular person. They might. What if they're this tool that is being used by far more sinister forces? Um, and, and I think it has it. It's it's a great comic book on its own. Um, you know, it definitely throws some jabs. I would say this: if you don't like politics in your comics maybe this isn't the comic for you but i would say this as a batman fan and as someone who loved the dark knight returns who threw jabs at people like nixon and um and reagan uh you know there's um i just i just kind of love it i i love i love it when books no matter if they're a novel graphic novel uh you know a monthly publication a comic it it's really cool to see art that reflects current society. And because I think that it's important to not only enjoy art for what it is, but also that there's, you know, there's a conversation that follows afterwards. And you can you you might form friendships and acquaintances that you may never have if you hadn't shared the experience of reading this comic and sharing your thoughts on it with complete strangers or with friends and family and it's a unique experience to be sure uh so listen guys that's all i have for today two comics tales from the dark multiverse the Ju- uh, teen titans the judas co- contract and dark knight returns the golden child by frank miller himself both are currently on sale at your local comic book shop so you can get the judas contract uh for about it's about five dollars at local comic book shop, depending on where you shop, and then you can uh, the Golden Child. I believe is a dollar more. That's about it's about six fifty. I think total after tax. Um, so definitely seek them out. If if you like the comics I've been showing you guys lately, I highly encourage you to read them or even buy them digitally. You know, buying digitally is fine. I don't blame people for not buying physical copies. It takes up a lot of space. Um, but I love them. I love them. I think there's profound weight to what both of these stories tell. Um, and next week, to wrap up here, next week we are doing a Christmas special, and we are featuring Grant Morrison's *Claws* right here on the Elseworlds Citizen Podcast. It is my favorite Christmas comic book, and we have officially have two big collections. We have the the original Claws, and then we have the Claws Adventures collection uh, that I'm going to be featuring right here on the show. So, And that's going to be next Monday. So I cannot wait to share that with you guys. I hope you all have a great week. We're almost there. It's almost Christmas, which also means it's almost the new year. And we got to, you know, get right back into the grind. But for now, I hope you all have an amazing holiday. I hope you get all of your shopping out of the way. hope all the chaos leaves you this week you know finish it all up this week enjoy christmas week and enjoy friends family whoever you may be uh enjoying the holidays with even if it's not if if you're not celebrating christmas i hope you have a great holiday nonetheless thank you guys so much i am tj aquilina and as always have an world state of mind
0: You've been listening to the Elseworld Citizen podcast, music provided by YouTube and its affiliates. The Elseworld Citizen podcast is made possible thanks to listeners like you. If you'd like to continue to show support, Follow us on Instagram at Elseworld Citizen and on Twitter at ElseworldCiv. If you are so kind, you can even contribute to the show by following the link in the show notes or the support link on the Anchor app. The views expressed in the interviews and commentary of this podcast are solely those of the individuals providing them and do not reflect the opinions of any comic book publishers, its parent affiliates, or subsidiary companies. Thank you again, and we hope you've enjoyed the show.